Chris Busher, been coming to the Freak Nation for a number of years here in the Freak Nation. I think the first time he joined us is when he was kicking ass in the ARCA series. And speaking of general tires, Chris Busher joins us here in the Freak Nation. Before we get into your time with, with Roush Racing and so forth, uh, look at how much ARCA Racing has grown. And it, it's just not a, a series over there in the corner anymore, Chris Busher. Watching these ARCA drivers explode in a good way has been fun to watch. What about you? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been neat to uh, to see it just gather momentum um, and really expand, like like you're saying, to uh, to have their and I don't know exactly how you call it their alliance with uh, or their their merger with K and N as they've been able to uh, to really spread out it and open up all across the country. But yeah, it was a, a, a great series, uh, some great racetracks that we went to. Uh, it was. Pretty, uh, pretty affordable in the grand scheme of, uh, of racing. Um, you know, they, they do a good job over there and, and have for a long time, and it's created some of the some of the best on-track racing I've seen in a long time. So um, I, I definitely miss some of the smaller racetracks that we went to, the hole-in-the-wall places that uh, have so much character to them. But uh, at the same time, it's um, you know, it was good to get to go all those places and learn from them and uh, and help me be the the driver I am at this point, I suppose. Well, Chris, things are changing. The pandemic has forced us all to reevaluate and look at things in, in different ways to make products better moving forward. So let's say the Cup Series came to you and said, we need a hole-in-the-wall track with character on the schedule. Which one would you add? I'm, uh, I'm going to Salem, Indiana. <laughs> Salem! Yes! Yep. Okay, your yep, reasons why? Um, there's... It, it's... It's Bristol, but if you stopped maintaining it for about 15 years, it, it's got rough asphalt. Uh, it's got big dips everywhere. It's, uh, you know, it's just your, your Saturday night short track style of track. And that, 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 uh, that's what I like. I like it to be wildly different in the end, um, you know, in, in the same sense that, that Darlington is, but it's just not so smooth around the edges. Chris Busher, eighth today in the cup race at Kansas, raced at Talladega last week, Kansas today. Talladega has the reputation of being white knuckle the entire time. Kansas doesn't. But they were talking today during the broadcast that maybe the fans don't understand the craziness of Kansas. Oof, I'm going to go almost the exact opposite on you there. Uh-huh. Man, Kansas will wear you out it's gotten a lot of character to it actually lately the surface has really started to wear and it's actually become a very very physical track Talladega is is not as physical as it is mental uh, there's just there's such a, a a massive amount of concentration that goes into every second to make sure that there's no mistakes made so they're they're very different but uh but but Kansas is by no means a, a place where you are relaxed or or uh, on that that cruise, it's uh, it's exhausting. It's it's actually coming to its own as, in, in my opinion, one of the better better model house. Wow, that uh, I'm not going to say that's surprising, but damn it, that's surprising to hear. It's given... good to hear because it's not a cookie cutter as as so many tracks get get labeled. True. I, I just you hate to see repaves come in, and it just takes so long for them to recover now into good racing and. I think with, with Kansas's winners, it's helped speed that process up, uh, and it's it's helped it become uh, become a better racetrack quicker than I think that that some of the other places will since they've been repaved. And 
you know, like, like Phoenix is, you know, it's just sunny all the time, right? <laughs> so it's not, it's not getting all of the, the wear on the track just from Mother Nature. So it's going to take longer for it to come back to, uh, the, the racing surface that it used to be. Chris Busher, Roush Fenway Racing, finished eighth today in the cup race. He has a championship in ARCA and Xfinity. Chris, we've known your boss, Jack Roush, for 20-plus years. Great storyteller. He could be a little crotchety, be a little fun. Has he told you any stories about crashing airplanes and all the stuff that he's gone through since he's been in NASCAR? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's um I've, I've had the privilege of being around uh, around Jack and, and Roush Fenway for, for over 10 years now. And in the last couple of years, uh, more specifically, I've been able to uh, be around more in, uh, in smaller settings and a little bit more, more personal and hear stories. Um, and even then, it, it, sometimes it comes up in, in big sponsor events and, uh, you know, talking about his days running, uh, working for Ford Motor Company and, building Mustangs or, or drag racing or, or road racing, whatever it was, some of the, the cheating they did or <laughs> the, uh, the gray areas they exploited, I should say. I mean, it's, um, it is just neat to hear, hear them get excited about a lot of that stuff, even now, you know, so many years ago. But uh, it's cool to see it and light up and, and really enjoy going through some of those stories. So, yeah, um, definitely, definitely there's never a dull moment around here. Well, what are the Chris Busher stories that will be retold, let's say, 40 years from now? Because I liked at the very beginning of this interview, you kind of lit up, so to speak, in talking about Saturday night short track racing. And and there's there's lots going on. I mean, your wife calls you a weirdo on Instagram for crying out loud. So what are the <laughs> funny Chris Busher stories that that you are forming now that you'd like to be retold down the road? Oh, man. We would need a lot more time to go into a lot of it. But, um, <laughs> I, I for me, I, I enjoy I enjoy going back to some of the the ARCA racing that that we were doing. Um, it was eighty hour work weeks. We were working with Ruo Brothers on uh, on our ARCA cars, getting ready for each weekend. We drove to every single event. Uh, we packed into a, a fifteen passenger van that usually did not have rows of seats in it. It was usually full of, of spare engines or parts, and we sat on the floor and uh, and drove across the country racing uh, that series. I mean, we, we worked ourselves in the ground, and at the time it was exhausting, and and you wanted just to, to have a breather, and you look back now, and it's it's some of the most fun I've ever had in racing. So I think that's, uh, that's one of the big ones that, that I could really go into and spend spent hours talking about how everything uh played out and some of the the wild stories along the way but um it was it was a lot of fun that's awesome chris busher here in the freak nation driving for roush finway motorsports and you look at the history of your city and i know every time i bring you on speed freaks pits and lucas oil studios we talk about freaking prosper texas which again is just outside of dallas north dallas and here we okay, go now listen texas rivalry but it's greatness because you go to the wiki page <laughs> And you look at notable people. Granted, it's you know, alphabetical order, but the first person is Chris Busher, right? Nice from from Prosper, Texas. Uh, <laughs> but look, listen to this: Matt Carpenter lives in Pro uh, Prosper, Texas, uh, where the St. Louis Cardinals. I didn't realize that Prosper, Chris, dig this. If you failed as a as a, a stock car driver, you certainly could be a figure skater. Because Todd Eldridge, three-time Olympian and six-time world champion figure skater, and 
Ronald Kaufman, Paris figure skater in the 64, 68 Olympics, four-time U.S. champion. Uh, both of those dudes live in Prosper, Texas, so you've got a backup, I guess. Huh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> if you'd seen me try and, uh, try and skate, you would not agree with that last statement. But <laughs> I, could, uh, I could sure give it a, a thought and, uh, and keep it in my back pocket, I suppose. <laughs> Please tell me you're a Cowboys fan. Um, oh, I'm not a huge Jesus. football fan in general, so I, I can't help you really there. Okay, okay, well, Dak okay. Prescott has a, uh, has a home in Prosper. That's why I say that. You know, okay. Do you have any idea? I know. Do you know who that you is? Know, Sanders had a place. Right. Um, Randy White had a place. Mike wow. Still. Look at that. I mean, you're going old school, uh, man. Going with Randy yeah. White. That a boy. Bam. I mean, that, that's, that's when I was still in Prosper was 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So you're not a football fan. Too. So living in North Carolina, though, you haven't become a Panthers fan. Not really either. No, um, I, I started to kind of kind of steer that direction a little bit over over um, the Cowboys, and probably part of it being my wife being from North Carolina, and <laughs> we had uh, a lot of the, the crew guys that were on our, our team through the years were. We're big Panthers fans, and so we got to go tailgate with them a time or two, and it made it more of a uh, enjoyable experience than than just watching on TV and saying I'm I'm pulling for that that team. So I, I started doing that way, but honestly, I just have never really been able to get into uh, into football much. So not really a good fan of anybody. Chris Busher, Roush Fenway Racing means Red Sox. What would happen if? Someone walked into the shop wearing a Texas Rangers or, heaven forbid, a New York Yankees jersey. Would that that probably wouldn't go over too well, would it? Oh yeah, that would not go over well. well just, it, it might go okay with a handful of people, mm-hmm. but um, I, I tell you, I would definitely not uh, not show up on any day where we have our, our Fenway group in town. <laughs> that would uh, that would not go over well. So. Um, which, lucky for them, I'm not a fan of those other teams either. So uh, we're pretty safe in that regard. What what Texas team are you a fan of, man? Yeah, he doesn't have to be a fan. Shoveling on all these Texas teams, oh, bro. I'm not. I'm not hard on anybody. I'm just. Uh, I got so tied up racing when I was a kid. I never had time to keep <laughs> up with any other sports. I I remember kids reading off stats of all this stuff, and I'm sitting here like, where do you find the time <laughs> right? to know all this? And and I realized that. I just we were racing, we were working, and you know, I just uh, when we weren't at the racetrack or, or in the garage, I was on a motorcycle goofing off or something. I, I mean, I just uh, I, I never, I never got that into. Uh, I didn't play sports in school because I was always having takeoff weekends for races. So I just, I'm a poor sports fan, I guess. No, you're not. <laughs> you're focused on your sport, is what it is. <laughs> Have you become a statistician of motorsports at all? Not really, no. Um, I, I try and keep track of of some of our stats and go back and, and try and try and measure some progress that way. But um, but no, I try not to get too hung up on on, on everything that that was past. Um, you know, I probably should do a little bit more because it, it wouldn't be bad to uh, keep in mind. But I do try and go back and, and year over year try and learn where we made improvements, uh, where I felt like we, we did not. So 
some of the, some of the times, yeah, I'll get into the numbers, but um, it's not something that I, I store a bunch of stuff in my head. No. Well, it's kind of like modern racing is a balance of maybe a little bit of what worked in the past combined with what's working now on iRacing and then also balancing that with whatever the weather conditions are going to be coming up. I mean, it's so much that you guys have to balance in your head moving into race weekends. Yeah, there definitely is. <laughs> Uh, it's just, it's become a simulation world and, you know, talking about post, uh, uh, post quarantine basically. And as uh, COVID has really affected our, our sport and our schedule, we have no practice. We have no qualifying. So we're, we're into a show up and race, you know, so that's, that's our world now. So we have to depend so much on the simulation side of things and previous race experience to try and show up and hit it right off the truck. It, it's, become exponentially more difficult and um and it's something that we're, we're still trying to, to learn each week how to how to do it the most efficiently we can and, and how to make sure that we can be winning races again it's, Boom. Um, it's definitely tough so it's not jack roush carrying around a bunch of spark plugs it's jack roush going what the hell do i do with this virtual steering wheel <laughs> right. in in several ways yes mm-hmm. <laughs> some colorful words from jack roush love it bam Chris Busher, 17, that's the number of his car. The 17 Ford of Roush Fenway Racing, NASCAR Cup pilot, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Buddy, it's always greatness when you roll in here. I'm sure I'll find some other way to crack on you when it comes to other types of sports coming out of Prosper next time you roll in here. All right, bud? I'm sure. (laughs) That'll be all right. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one.